Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 29, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, and today, day 29, is a very big day. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. And hello Marvin. Good afternoon, Dave. So Marvin, we've been doing this together for about five and a half weeks now, but today is the day that we finished the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, there sure is a lot in Genesis. There is. Okay, we've learned about Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah, Abraham, Lot, Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Esau, Rachel and Leah, Joseph and all of his brothers, and a whole bunch of other stuff besides. Yeah, yeah, we have, but I I guess today that means we're going to get to the end of Joseph's story, huh? We are. Now, yesterday we heard how they found the silver cup in Benjamin's sack, so that meant that Benjamin was in real trouble. But all the other brothers weren't going to just let that happen, because they knew that would break their father Jacob's heart. Remember, Jacob hadn't wanted to let Benjamin go because he was worried that something like this could happen. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. So, in today's reading, they've returned to Joseph and Judah, one of his older brothers, steps in to try and save Benjamin. He's going to offer himself. He'll be Joseph's slave. Instead, if only Joseph will let Benjamin go back to their father Jacob. Oh wow, so he was willing to give up his own life to save Benjamin's. That's right. So, let's hear what happened. Okay, great. Yeah, who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Heather. Oh yeah, hi Heather. Good morning everybody. Today's reading is taken from Genesis chapter 44, verse 33, to chapter 45, verse 15. Now then, please let me stay here. Let me be your slave in place of the boy. Let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy isn't with me? No, don't let me see the pain and suffering that would come to my father. Joseph couldn't control himself any more in front of all his attendants. He cried out, Have everyone leave me. So there wasn't anyone with Joseph when he told his brothers who he was. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. Everyone in Pharaoh's house heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers weren't able to answer him. They were too afraid of him. Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. So they did. Then he said, I am your brother Joseph. I'm the one you sold into Egypt. But don't be upset. And don't be angry with yourselves because you sold me here. God sent me ahead of you to save many lives. For two years now, there hasn't been enough food in the land. And for the next five years, people won't be ploughing or gathering crops. But God sent me ahead of you to keep some of you alive on earth. He sent me here to save your lives by an act of mighty power. So then, it wasn't you who sent me here. It was God. He made me like a father to Pharaoh. He made me master of Pharaoh's entire house. God made me ruler of the whole land of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father. Say to him, your son Joseph says, God has made me master of the whole land of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't waste any time. 
You will live in the area of Goshen, you, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and everything you have will be near me. There I will provide everything you need. There are still five years to come when there won't be enough food. If you don't come down here, you and your family and everyone who belongs to you will lose everything. My brothers, I am Joseph. You can see for yourselves that I am the one speaking to you. My brother Benjamin can see it too. Tell my father about all the honour given to me in Egypt. Tell him about everything you've seen and bring my father down here quickly. Then Joseph threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. Benjamin also hugged him and wept. Joseph kissed all his brothers and wept over them. After that, his brothers talked with him. Thanks, Heather. Oh, Dave, so Joseph finally told them that it was him, huh? He did. His father Jacob and all his brothers and their whole family would do what Joseph said. They would all move down to Egypt. Wow, I bet Jacob couldn't believe it. I know, for years and years he had thought Joseph had been dead. And suddenly he finds out not only is he alive, but he's the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. Do you remember those dreams Joseph had all those years ago? Oh yeah, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten those. Way back at the start, the dreams were where all his brothers and his family were bowing down to him. Yep, those ones. They had all come true, right? (gasps) Of course. You see, it shows you nobody in the world could have made sense of all that Joseph had been through. It sure didn't seem like there was any plan, but through it all, God knew exactly what he was doing. Joseph saw that in the end, he understood that. And you know, in the last few chapters, Joseph's brothers, well, they get a bit scared. And they wonder if maybe Joseph is still angry with them inside. Maybe he'll still try and do something to get back at them for what they did to him. But we read in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, and Joseph says, You planned to harm me, but God planned it for good. He planned to do what is now being done. He wanted to save many lives. Oh, so he wasn't annoyed with them anymore? No, he forgave them because he saw that God had used it all for something much bigger and more important than just him and his life. Their evil had been used for God's good. Wow. Now, Marvin, before we leave Genesis, there's one other little bit that we should know about. Before he dies, Jacob gathers together his sons because God has given him a message for them about what will happen to them and their families. Now, why that's important is because of what he tells Judah. In Genesis 49 verse 10, we read that he says this to Judah. He says, the right to rule will not leave Judah. The ruler's scepter will not be taken from between his feet. Oh, um, Dave... Yeah, I don't know what a scepter is. Oh, well, it sounds like we're going to ask Professor Westminster. Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Summer, springtime, Professor Westminster. Someone you can always pull. Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody. Hi, Professor. Now, Professor, we just read in Genesis how Jacob told his son Judah that the scepter would not be taken from between his feet. Oh, I see, yeah. (laughs) That's very important. You see, a scepter is like a big fancy stick. Hmm, a fancy stick? Yeah, that doesn't help a whole lot, Professor. It's still just weird. Ah, well, it's not just a fancy stick. It's a fancy stick that belongs to the king or the queen. So... If you go to see the crown jewels in the Tower of London, 
Well, it's a fancy crown, there's a little ball orb thing, but there's also a scepter. Actually, there's a few scepters. Fancy sticks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen pictures of that. Okay, yeah, so when Jacob says the scepter will not be taken from between Judah's feet, he is saying that the right to rule will be forever with Judah's family. Huh. Or you might say a king from Judah's family will rule forever. <laughs> oh, wait, Dave, hey, do you know what family Jesus was from? Ah, you are a very smart little cow, Marvin, because yes, Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. So he was a king who would rule forever. That's right, you've got it, Marvin. Aha! Whoa. So you see, Marvin, it's another clue, another signpost that God pops in there along the way of his big story. The one that he would send to crush the devil's head, the one coming from Abraham's family, well, he would come from Judah's part of that bigger family. And so that, Marvin, is where we leave Genesis, with Joseph and his brothers and their whole family living in Egypt. And tomorrow, we'll move on to the next book of the Bible. Oh, that's Exodus, right? It is. Now, as we leave Genesis, in Joseph's life and through the whole book we've seen through good and bad times, God is working out his plan. Evil can't get in the way of it. God can't be stopped. Thank him today for that. That even when evil men do evil things, God can use them for his good purposes. Evil never wins. God always does. Now, we've a long way to go and a lot more to learn as we watch God's big story unfold. Oh, Dave, I can't wait. Me neither, Marvin. Okay, so, time for us to go. Say goodbye, Marvin. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.